Welcome to Champagne Sunday. I'm Lauren. I'm Bonnie. I'm Beth. And we're going to talk about life after divorce. And living the best the life. The best life and the life you love. Yes, living the life you love on that other side. Cheers. 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 Welcome. Okay, ladies, <laughs> we are going to talk tonight about um, what about your trauma. Like, how does your trauma show up for you, just blindside you out of the blue, you know, now that we're in this peaceful place in our lives and we are not faced with all of, all of the sort of toxic situation every day, how does that toxicity and trauma just sort of jump out and, and grab you? on a daily or you know whatever well currently it's grabbed me and that i have the hiccups so that <laughs> might happen throughout the podcast here and there nice but, we'll, we'll put up with your hiccups but um <laughs> what we talked about a little bit earlier uh tonight is that like i still feel that that feeling like i'm going to get in trouble when i come home or that somebody's going to get mad at me when i come home about things i don't know that that, that you're going to walk into a scary situation. Yeah. Like something it, where you got to be on guard. It, it's a lot. It's usually about things I don't know I've done wrong or like, um, do you know? Yeah. Like, or so, it's almost someone like, like, and I, what, so I, I used to feel like I had to put on armor before I walked yeah. through the door. Let me prepare. And then yeah, I can I walk prepare, in. So and I then can, I can go in and then I can like be the, live the rest of the night or whatever. So I, I, definitely still have some of that but you aren't actually in a situation where no. that's a thing now no not at all but it's that little thing that thing so everyone's up, just that opening your front door is a trigger yeah that routine creeps up and you're like oh no what am i walking into what am i walking into that's that's what it is so how do you deal with that i just remind i have to constantly remind myself that that's not real and that my especially because like um when I come home, usually my partner is at home, and or if my partner is at home, I uh, I have to remind myself that like that's my situation and not his situation. Like that has nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, that he, that is that's a ghost of the past yeah, that jump out and. Bit but you. it's what I'm coming from, not what he's coming from. And I I have found that in this like in this newer relationship that I have that I have to do that a lot. That like. I'll often think things or or assume things that I'm like, wait, 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 no, that's that's from me. That's not from him. Like, yeah, he he has not been affected by those things. So uh, anyway, well, I have not felt that sensation in a long time because you know I used to walk into my house and feel like I had to walk on eggshells because mm-hmm. I really didn't know if it was Doctor Jekyll or Mister Hyde that right. I would get. But, but I, yes, exactly. But that's exactly. You don't know if it's. Yeah. That's how. It's the unknown. Yeah. Like, what are you new? But now, this is sort of a reverse trigger, or I don't know what you would call it. Um, now, when I'm happy or something good happens, I think that can't possibly. That can't possibly have happened because it's really good and good oh, things. Good things don't always happen. No, today. I feel that too. That you, it's hard to believe. It's it's so good you can't believe it. Yeah. Well, you, okay. can you truly enjoy it? Yeah. For, for mine, one too of good my, to be true. One of my triggers, and this goes back to that, is having financial insecurity, money 
insecurity because I had set my whole life up and done this elaborate budget on the amount of money that I got for my alimony plus working. And then the alimony got decreased significantly, like two thirds. <laughs> and then I had to refigure my whole budget based on something that was two thirds less mm -hmm. than what I expected to be. And anytime any money thing comes up, I get really anxious about it. Now, I'm, I know that I'm resourceful and I'm smart and I have, I have lived through some bad things and I have come out and I've always managed to do things. But even when I know that in my brain, I still have those emotional triggers that happen. Um, so, and it's usually about money. So here's a perfect case in point. The other day, this past week, I got a note from my boss. And so, you know how on an email you can read the first line? So it said something like, Beth or dear Beth or whatever. Um, first, I want to say that you've done a good job. Well, that's all you can read. And I, my heart sank and I was like, I'm going to be fired. Like, I, I immediately went to what's the worst thing that could happen because that's how I tend to think. And it triggered all that crazy anxiety. And I read the rest. And I actually got a raise. And I, then I sat there and cried because I was like, I got a raise. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. And then... But I, it still triggered me mm -hmm. to the first thing, like, okay, I'm going to be poor. I'm going to be, you know, yeah. I won't be able to provide for my it, children. Then it can't possibly that. be something good. And so, yes. Yeah. And so then I was like, I can't believe I got a raise. Yeah. It was like that kind of thing. Like, it is good, but I'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> I'm still waiting for mm -hmm. the, here's the good news, and now we're going to give you the bad news. Mm -hmm. I'm always waiting for the but blah 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 or this was good now here's the bad news I'm always it's like I've tried I've been to therapy I try to talk myself out of it I tried to make a list of all the good things oh, but I still default to that it's that waiting for the other sheet to drop or the rug to be pulled out from under you exactly yes. you so can't possibly yes. you yeah. can't possibly have something this good you can't right. possibly be this happy or yeah which, I, which triggers me into planning mode. Okay, so what can I do to plan mm -hmm. for this worst case yep. scenario that might mm -hmm. possibly happen at this point? How can I head it off at the pass? Mm -hmm. Because if I have done everything possible to make sure whatever bad thing is that doesn't happen, then it won't happen. Yeah. I do that too. I make list on list on list on yeah. list. Yeah. But I, 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 it has gotten better. I'm at the seven year mark. And I have to say, the first year was really tough. Second year was really tough. I think when I moved out of the physical location, mm -hmm. I moved out of town. I, you know, I put a lot of finite distance between my ex and myself. I felt like I could breathe a little deeper. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes any sense. I think it was like... it my brain tricked me into thinking, okay, you're kind of not really in fight or flight. Now you've moved, mm -hmm. you know, out of the arm reach of the, yeah. <laughs> of it. And so I don't know, I feel better. And I, every year that I'm 
here in a new location, I feel better about it. And I do feel like I'm less triggered by things. Still triggered. And it's usually centered around money mm. and that kind of thing. So, so my mine is more triggered about proximity, I think. Right. Like, I... My ex-husband and I have, like, down-the-middle joint custody and nobody pays child support. Like, it's very much mm-hmm. even. So, I, I work best when I don't engage or don't have to engage. But, like, my, my ex in the last month got remarried and bought a house two blocks down the street from me. And while on the one hand I'm so excited that my son can walk to my house like I drove him down there I showed him how to walk to my house like he's passed that house often in his life like he's known that house his whole life but um the same as he's known mine like he we've taken hundreds probably of walks by there but I I drove him down there showed him how to get to our house and how to like look both ways and and walk to my house that is a beautiful thing I love that that's he only has one street cross yeah, just one. Yeah, it's really it's just, just one, one intersection. Block. Yeah, it's great. Flip side. Now the person that I wanted to get away from mm-hmm. is is in my neighborhood again, like on my on street again, yeah. and it 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 did something to me a little bit to like recognize that that was actually happening. Like I heard it was happening, not from well, I got the like change of address uh, letter. But I, it made me feel very just uncomfortable in fight or flight. It made me feel mm-hmm. in fight or flight again. Mm-hmm. And whether that's real or not, and I guess time will tell with that, it's, it's just, it makes me relive that same, like, I got to get out right. mode that I was in for a while, mm-hmm. you know. So, I don't know. That, it what you just said about like getting proximity. out of the physical proximity yeah. is huge it's huge yeah. and well, I haven't felt that in a minute well and so. I felt that when my ex moved yeah, a couple you, of blocks from me I didn't even like driving in the direction of his house yeah. because it was kind of a trigger Yeah. and I have to tell you every once in a while I'm triggered by a white truck okay. now my ex-husband has passed away there is no way he is driving a white truck and he never did anything so horrible to me that I would be afraid it was you know afraid of him in that way but still every once in a while it's the or it's the vision or it's the is he on his way to my house where is he going like all of that that back from when it was an alcoholic living in my house is he drinking and driving is he you know all of those things would he have my kid where are my children and you know I mean all of that just Mm kind of so every once in a while I'm still sort of triggered by that Mm -hmm. but I also on the flip side of that because I think that because he's passed, a lot of those triggers left me. I think, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's so I can leave my art stuff all of a sudden strewn from one end of my house to the other. And the only thought I give it is, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, I'll think about how I was not able to do that in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, not able to have a project in every corner. And I, I have that same. So it's it's like a, it's I like an a, anti-trigger. It's yes. a th- it like it triggers thankfulness mm-hmm. when I come upon something. Have you had that at your house, Lauren? Where I think you have your kitchen, where you all of a sudden you have an oh. anti-trigger. Oh, oh, oh you're oh, able oh, to do okay. something so and I, go. I'm able to do yes, this now. So this is awesome. I have a good one. 
So I did not, I was, I would never have identified myself as a cook ever. And I have been, since my divorce, which was not a year, a little over a year. Um, Well, but how long since he's been out of the house? uh, Like 14 months, 14 months. So I've, like my kitchen, my bedroom and my kitchen have really become my like constant, safe, happy places. I'm, I'm in those two rooms maybe more than anywhere. So what I've started to do is like, and th- y'all, I'm about to sound like an idiot, but I'm going to just say it. I have done things that I've never done before culinary-wise, which are things like boil an egg. I had never boiled an egg. I did it today. Good today. for you. I'm going to teach you how I'm to poach 43. an egg. I'm 43. I'm going to teach you how to poach an egg. I boiled an egg and made <laughs> egg salad. Last week, I had that Boston bun. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to get as many meals out of this Boston bun as I can. And I made barbecue baked potatoes one night, and I have never made baked potatoes. And my colleague, who's about 10 years younger than me, she was like, Lauren, how have you never made baked potatoes? I said, well, I was married to a narcissist. Who got mad at anything I did in the kitchen ever. So I just didn't do anything in the kitchen. And now that I have like, like I, again, my um, partner is with me and I made baked potatoes last week. And I said, I, I messed them up. They're not as good. Like I, I tried and I said, what'd you think? And he goes, they were delicious. And I was like, <gasps> so nice. Oh, but like, but like, that's a, I like, I was like, what do you think? Oh, and you're just waiting on the like. Not necessarily like the like they were amazing, but like they were fine. You did a good job, you know what I yeah. mean. But yeah. like you don't, I don't know. Well, but that's but now you have that. It's it's turned in, it's so it's an anti trigger because you can go in your kitchen and go, oh, it's mine. I can do whatever well, I want. And t- today, I can experiment or fail t- or succeed. Yeah, and, we're and good. today I was like, I just like and right now my cooking is mainly about saving money, mm-hmm. and that so I'm making as much as I can at home just to eat at home as much as I can because I don't want to spend money out to eat because it's just a waste. And yeah. I never feel as good any, anyway. So um, so that, that's that been just a lot of what that is related to, but it makes me feel better because I can do that. So I don't know See, but that's that makes good. Sense. So we have our triggers and our anti-trigger. Do you have another anti-trigger? Something that triggers your thankfulness that you are no longer in that marriage situation well like you i can put my stitching and my art my house is more of a reflection of me now and i'm gonna say this and y'all know that i'm a true type a that is a recover i'm a recovering type a is what i'd like to say now i still have type a tendencies but i'm not as no over the top as i you used have to a be. lot of type b about I'm your personality. myself to be right You know you're exactly like my sister. But you know that for years, I really pushed myself. My house was spotless. Like, you could have eaten off of any surface spotless. But it was also your full-time job because you didn't have a full-time job. But it was also because of a certain expectation that was there. There was an undercurrent of an expectation that was there. In my marriage, and it didn't help that I also had that expectation of myself. It was like a double whammy. So, if I did a project, and you know creative people, if you do a project, your juices flow and everything goes better if you have a little bit of 
a mess because then you can get to things, especially in fiber arts or painting. It's very hard to paint a painting and have pristine paintbrushes. Oh, yeah, you can't do that. And mm-hmm. no paint you, splatter. You also see the workshop at school. Right. No, like, but yeah. my house, when my house was like that, I felt horrible. And I knew as soon as someone came in the door that it was expected to be clean and the food was expected to be on the table and it was expected to be like a meat and three plus uh some rolls and a dessert and like the whole 1950s thing and i bought into it i will be the first to raise my hand i bought into it because that was my job i was the stay-at-home mom he went to work worked really hard and made the money so i had all that pressure and all that guilt and it didn't help that my personality fed right into it and so now that I have my house I'm truly grateful now I do moan about you know my dining room table being crazy all the time but I can walk in there I can find what I just left working on yesterday I can resume working on it it's true my house is a reflection of me it's a little messy it's a little chaotic yeah it's very artsy it's bright it's crazy i mean i would say that's exactly my house and it, but for years definitely mine for yeah. years i didn't live with that yeah for 21 years i was neat and tiny i had crazy anxiety over having my floors completely clean I never went to bed with a dirty dish or but, spoon in my sink. Can I, can I never just, did any of can that. Can I just say, and this might be a hot take for some people listening, but like, we only live once. And is that, are those the things at the end of the day that we really need to worry no. about? No. 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 Well, there are people. I have to tell you, the no. wisest thing that my hairdresser ever said to me <laughs> she is like my she, hairdresser slash therapist she is my therapist yeah. and she's my no, friend so, and no, she sometimes, just said listen sometimes. yeah your house one day when your kids are gone your house is going to be pristine however your kids will be gone mm-hmm. yeah and i was like that's right. That's right. Yeah. But right. I would rather have my kids feel like they can come home, live in my house, be comfortable, especially post-divorce. I want it to be cozy. I wanted it to be yeah. yes. non-restrictive. I wanted it to be warm and inviting. And if they wanted 10 friends over, they could do it. And if they wanted to eat popcorn and spill it on the floor, that they could do it. And that they didn't have that kind of anxiety in their life because... You know, they already had anxiety over is, you know, am I pleasing mom? Am I pleasing dad? How can I be the inner mm-hmm. interchange between both of them? All that stuff. They already have that. And I just wanted it to be a calm, easy place mm-hmm. to ease into. Well, and to feel like now that we both have, we both have kids who are out of the house that come back to visit, mm-hmm. I want mine to feel like it's okay to leave the mess when they leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, it may irritate me that I'm doing loads of laundry and stuff after they go, or I'm having to pick up and you know do everything after they go. But I want them to feel like they can do that. That they are so free and safe in my house, they can leave their room a mess when mm-hmm. they leave again. Mm-hmm. I, I feel that way too. Except I feel I have great joy in getting prepared for my son that comes home and then 
afterwards it doesn't bother me to clean up at yeah all. exactly I love but it it's, it's like just, another way to sort of connect with but them that is feel their mom again first trigger mm-hmm. now my big trigger going back to money is you know I got a my daughter was not working this last little bit and so she, her bank account was zero she called her dad for a little assistance and then she sent me his text and it flew all over me because I'm glad that he's generous with her but he has not been Kind. I would never use the word generous. Yeah. Toward to me. Yeah. Um, and just how he, just the wording in the text, <laughs> I kind of lost it for a minute over the wording. And then I was like, okay, this doesn't have anything to do with you. Go about your business. Be grateful that he's sending her money and no, this is when he's your life. This one, he said, here's X amount of money. Um, go have a fro-yo and relax. Uh, anyway (laughs) and that's such a dumb thing but it just hit that one little nerve yeah (laughs) and I was like but you know it also but see that would have hit a nerve with me too because it would have been like you didn't address the fact that she's lost her you know you're rewarding yeah this well, well I, yeah, she had lost her purse. Yeah, he's lost, the she lost her purse. Is she lost her purse. That's why she. Yeah, didn't so you're rewarding money. that, and that, so I can see where, as a mom, I'd be like, "Wait a minute." Well, not only <laughs> did she lose her purse, but she was asked to do some things. We had just come off vacation, and I went up to help to assist in finding the purse, and her suitcase was still not. I mean, I had asked her a list of things to do to get ready to get back to school, and she hadn't done any of them. I was like. She hadn't done anything but relax. That's how out of touch with our life he is. <laughs> so then I was like, okay, let it go. Let yeah. it go. It's a it's trigger. So out of Just touch. let it go. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Y'all. I just, I'm, I, you know, I feel like that line in, um, was it? Um, the Meg Ryan. No, uh, Joey Roberts. When she Which said, movie? A uh, pretty woman. Oh. When she's, he says, I am angry with my father. That's $10,000 worth of therapy. So I could say, I am angry with my father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had about that much <laughs> therapy. And now I can say, oh, that doesn't have anything to do with me. No. Letting yes. it actually, what one of my really, my older, wiser friend would say, anytime I would get mad with what my ex would say, she would say, you're just going to have to say, quote, unquote, that's his name. Yeah. That's his name. Just say oh, it. that's him. Uh, my therapist told me to, e- every time that my ex-husband, were, like, texts me anything, she just says to say, okay, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, when we're trying to work things out, like, about something about our kid, I can't just say okay. Mm-mm. You have to have a dialogue. Yeah, but... I, I'm trying to get there. I'm trying yeah, to get there. That I could just go, okay. You know, with the name calling, you could say, yeah, okay. 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 Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you know what I've done a couple of times, which is kind of, well, you know, a little backhanded. What? I put, what? Bubba Eva. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, I'm so yeah. over it. I'm so over my yeah, communication. Yeah, that's a good one. Whatever. Just whatever. Sometimes I write it on two lines, what? And I do E-V-A-H. What? I think that if I still had to do that, my answer for all those things might be cool. <laughs> cool? Cool? Yeah. 
What? You, I'm a dum-dum? No. Cool. You should do dumb the, dumb. Princess, cool. the Princess Bride. As you wish. Dum-dum is wish. what my... As you wish. My <laughs> ex has tried to do a couple times. Whatever you say, dum-dum. I'm like, okay. It's like he's Sucker an Easter Island to me. What? Sucker emoji back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, the Easter Island guy. The mm, yeah, mm. Um, here's some gum gum dum dum. Gum gum dum dum. Whatever. That's so funny. I love the word calling. That's I mean name calling. That's like especially know. when you get to that apathetic stage. It's like oh, seriously, like me? you're not. I have like so I have felt like there are so many texts that I've responded to. Like Jesus Christ, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> and like that's literally. I'm like. I'm gonna call his name into this. Are you serious? Jesus Christ, are you serious? Like, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, Lord, can we just yeah, move I just, on? I just want to be a smart. Like, I'm praying for you. <laughs> I'm praying so hard for you. I'm praying for you, buddy. Clearly, you are still obsessed with me. <laughs> and uh, no, that that's not that is not <laughs> what I think. No, I don't think that's what you think. I just think it's but, funny. All the things that you that I well, I don't have. I, don't, like, I can't even fantasize but like, about that. Lord God, can't we just like get to a normal human spot? Just like <laughs> yeah. just like normal humans. Like well, hi, well, I'm yeah. human. You are human. Hello. For there the rest, is child. Yeah, we human. are humans. Yes, let's having child, and let's then we just parent. let's have, parent have happily together. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it shouldn't be for that the hard. betterment of the other human. It should. It really shouldn't be that hard. No, it shouldn't. No. So, well, that's, okay, so what about we segue this, you are probably, well, you, well, I guess we could all really answer this in some ways. Are there things about your past relationship that you have found that a new relation, that are triggered in a new relationship? That yes. you have to yes, really yes, yes, sort yes, yes, of yes, yes, go, okay, wait Ooh. a minute, this person is not that person. Yes. This relationship is not a 20-year marriage. This is, and kind of work through that. Because I think we've all been in a relationship where we've had to yeah. deal with that. So... A hundred percent. I, so my ex, and we've addressed this before, but my ex was unfaithful at least twice that I know of. And I, I still feel that like betrayal, fear, not betrayal. I, I, cause I, I got rid of that. Like I was okay. not going to have that anymore, but I know that that's my deal breaker. Like that is my deal breaker. I can't do that. I would never cheat on somebody. It's not, that's not my nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I, if I felt like I was start, if I felt like something else was starting to happen or that I was not feeling that, I would get out of the relationship. That That's what I know about me. Uh, but I can't, I can't be, I can't cheat. That's not, yeah. and I, I expect the human I'm with not to do that either. And that is something that I, I know that I, fear and feel and the person I'm with now I don't like we have taught he my partner knows about everything mm-hmm. and would never I I he would never do that but it's still hard for me to believe he would never do that you know mm-hmm. I mean you can't say anybody would never do something yeah I don't think but like I I don't think he would but you still have that little Ill, yeah. like mm-hmm. feeling of like what if that yeah, that happens. little fear. Because you're just blind. Being blindsided in any case is the worst feeling well, ever. Well, but you are also blindsided, yeah. both of you, mm-hmm. with such a 
an event that broke irrevocably broke your trust. Right. So being blindsided with, you know, a, a little lie here or there, but to be such trust broken in the actual vows of marriage, I, I just can't even imagine. Well, it's hard, and I did have one relationship that I really believed to be on caliber that I could see myself with this person. Like, seriously, see myself with this person, which I don't do very often, like for a long-haul thing. And I did catch him lying, and that was like, that triggered me so fast because I really didn't think he was yeah that kind of person. A lie would trigger me, too. Like and a big lie. Because, well, this one was... It turned out to be a big lie, but at, at first it just gave me that little... Like, it just made my ears prick up just a little, like, wait, that doesn't sound exactly, it didn't sit well. You know what I'm saying? Like, it didn't sound right, Mm -mm. and it it just, I don't know, and then it triggered me, and then, yeah, I was like, okay, I I don't know. I went from all in, jumping feet first all the way in, to going, wait a minute, Mm -hmm. I, you know. I really, it made me not trust myself, mm-hmm. which is a whole nother trigger. Like right. most of my triggers, I think, okay, you know, this will dissipate, but the ones that trigger me to not trust myself mm-hmm. with how I read people, that's a, because I've always been very good at reading people. And so, when I got kind of hoodwinked by this last one, I was like, ah. See, and I took mine completely opposite, and then I over-trusted. Mm-hmm. Because I was committed to giving this person, you know, all of the trust, and really, because he had had such a terrible relationship also. And in doing that, he was lying to me left and right, and I just didn't see it. So. And that's hard. I you know, the and lying by omission is still a lie. Oh, it's still uh, a huge I count break of that trust. as a huge one. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I I hope that I can get over my trust issue. I still feel like I have them, but maybe they're not as big. But hey, you know, it's been two years, so I really have nobody, and I have been triggered because there's nobody there. Yeah. Well, so, I'm tri- <laughs> I guess I think I'm still triggered in that I don't want anyone. Yeah, you know, I'm at a place where I'm not going to put myself into a position where someone is dating someone else behind my back and I don't know about it. You know what I mean? I'm not putting myself there. Yeah. And so I'm just not dating. Well, I I have learned now that I need, just because they say, hey, can we be exclusive? The we meant me. (laughs) 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 I will have to dig a little further on that. No, it's not the royal we. It's not the... We Different. as you would think about it, like as you would think about it if somebody said that. I'll have yeah, to ask, no, wait, funny. this does include you, right? That's going to be my next. This, wait, this includes you're, you, right? You're also <laughs> so funny. Yeah, triggers yeah. are, yeah, the, the trauma you experience in one relationship follows you. Yeah. It does. And it okay. changes you. And I, you have to be able to, one, I think all three of us are recognizing it. Yeah, you have to recognize it. Lauren, I love your self-talk when you realize 
You're yeah. in that situation. You identify it. No, I, I I think it's because... Did I say this already? Or did we talk about this I think we talked about it before. So, I think, I think a bit of it is because I'm a director. And as a director, I have to look at the big picture all the time. Like, that's my job. Mm-hmm. I look mm-hmm. at the big picture of the story. So, a lot of times when things happen to me, and I don't know if this is a good or bad thing, but I jump outside myself a little bit, and I go, okay, what's really going on here? And then I'm like, okay, this is how you need to react to this. And this is, this is what but you see, need to I do. See, I think that's okay. very healthy for you to be able to step outside and go, wait a minute. I'm feeling this. But, Why am I feeling okay, this? But okay, sometimes but the say. bad thing is sometimes it protect. Sometimes it's a protective mechanism because that means I don't have to feel but, it. Okay, um, listen to this. Do, One of that, the best skills that I gained during the first year of quote-unquote, marriage counseling that I did by myself <laughs> was to learn to, de- to detach. Wait, can we start calling one step Can we back. start calling marriage counseling that's by yourself marriage counseling? Yes. Because I think, we, I think we can make that a thing. Marriage counseling. Yeah. Anyway. So in my counseling yes. sessions, yes. I learned to take a step back and view the situation Objectively, like it wasn't happened to me, like I was in a movie, like I was viewing yes. a movie of my life. No, but you have that's, to be, have that's to exactly it. And yeah. how did it, like, what did it do for you? It made it gives you, well, okay, I think I've talked about this before how you have to shift like one, maybe 10 degrees, 15 degrees. If you shift and you can view something from a distance, it takes the raw emotion out of it. And then you can view it as um, a scene, much like a director, and you can say, maybe a better way for me to react to this is to do this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. Maybe if I shift a little and view it this way, Mm -hmm. I can come up with a better scenario to A, protect myself, B, Think through everything before I let myself go from zero to ten in yeah. emotion. And okay, this is the one I like the most because you know I'm a little competitive. And then I will be smelling like a rose on the other side. Um, you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but I think being but able I to think do it, that is it, huge. It take when you take the emotion out of it, and you can view it. From a distance, yeah. even if it's a little tiny no, distance, it, it looks differently. It, it does. It and does. And you can see and that the identifying the only downside is huge. The only downside is you have to go through the feelings. Yes, like, you do. And sometimes, if you separate yourself that much, and I, I'm guilty of this, I am so guilty of separating myself from a situation so I don't have to feel the pain. I am. I'm a much loved monkey. Yeah. That's my yeah. thing, or what like. In yeah. the turtle, monkey, yeah. lion, yeah. camel uh, hierarchy, yeah. I am a monkey, and I want everybody to be happy, and I want it. So, feeling pain is really hard for me. So I, I think it's hard for a lot. I often, if it's conflict or if it's painful, I will detach as quickly as I can mm-hmm. to to not feel it. Okay, you know what I did to counteract that? Because I did find myself doing that with mm-hmm. a lot. Because, I mean, it made it 
in the intense part of separating and my ex did not move out immediately and then he had to do oh inpatient I lived a year like that. A, not inpatient it was, it was well. a big mess it was a big mess and so I found myself detaching 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 and then I realized uh, I have kind of built a wall around myself and it was very comfortable but I wasn't feeling and so I don't know if y'all watch this. I'm sorry. I'm giving all these movie quotes, but broadcast news, where she trained the the at the yeah. head of the station every morning. She wakes up early and preemptively cries, like cries her eyes out for 20 minutes, and then cuts it off and goes to work, and then she can handle everything. I started doing that. Like I started <laughs> crying. I would set aside time. I like I would run my bath. And sit in my bathtub and cry my eyes out, get it all out. I would get out of the water and I'd feel like a million bucks. <laughs> but I, had, I did realize that I had detached to a degree that probably was very unhealthy. Because mm-hmm. you're not allowing yourself to feel because it. Because yeah. if you don't, then the pain sometimes can be unbearable. Yeah, no, but that's, yes. Absolutely. And I'll tell you this, and this is a terrible thing, so don't judge me on this. But it got to such a bad point during that time that I had let, I had this, probably the best dog I ever had in my life. And he loved me. And he got sick and had all these cancers on him. And y'all, I had lost so much during the divorce. And I really had lost myself. Mm-hmm. That I let him go and let him go, and I just could not put him down because I could not face one Another loss. more yeah. loss. Yeah. And I look back on it, and really, out of all the stuff, I regret that dog more than I regret yeah. a lot of things. It was just I just couldn't face it. I was I just knew if I if I had to do that, I would break, and I didn't think I could repair myself. It was mm-hmm. like that one, it was the straw, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just couldn't do it. So I had to, I had detached, and that's when I realized I had detached myself from all of this emotion because I didn't want to feel it at all. Yeah. And if you'd put him down, you would have felt it all, all at once. And I did eventually get to the point, yeah. when I went and talked to my ther- therapist about it, I did eventually get to the point that I could put him down, but it was like, y'all, it was like the last thing I, on earth I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Well, we, you know, I talk to my acting students a lot about the fact that, okay, so plays are about life at the conflict point, at the boiling point. Life, plays aren't about normal everyday things. They're about life when things get crazy or different. And we talk a lot about how every play is about survival and like what you're going to do to survive. And I thought, I think about that all the time. Like, that that's that's literally our daily goal is like how are we going to survive like how can i survive how can i make it through today and i mean a, so much of going through a divorce is about that mm-hmm. oh yeah about how to get to the next i don't know goal or not yeah. any, but Plus all the hoops you have to jump yeah. through in your divorce into the divorce what do you have? Do you have to do discovery? Do you what? When is yeah. the other lawyer going to finally get back to yours? You filed everything. How long is it going to be before a judge signs all of these things? But when you're in survival mode, and I can't remember if we've talked about this specifically before, but when you're in survival mode, even when you come out of survival mode, 
that fight or flight thing is still there. Oh gosh, it's still yeah. there. every day, every it day. Is still there. I, it is still I feel there. it every day. I've, mine has relaxed. I have to say, but I'm seven years out. Yeah, mine has relaxed. Like I, I felt like when my ex moved out of the house and the divorce was okay. First, the mediation was done. I was very stressed out, but I felt like a weight had been lifted off my shoulder. When he finally moved out of my house and I could feel divorced, I felt like I could breathe a little deeper. When I moved physical locations, I felt like I was starting the first steps of my journey into my new normal of my new life and now I feel like every time something good happens even if I'm waiting for the next shoe to drop I feel like I can breathe a little easier I think it's sort of like when you have a baby you think oh I'm having a baby (laughs) she's gonna be a little Gerber baby and she's gonna smell like baby lotion and it is not like that at all and just, then they throw up on you and there's enough of the good stuff that keeps you going <laughs> it's a lot of hard work yeah. and sleepless nights and all that other stuff that people don't really want to talk about and I think divorce is like that too you have to take a series of very hard steps just to get there Yeah. and then each step that you take after divorce it's sort of like you're walking through yeah. molten lava until so, you finally get to the place where you feel like Okay, I'm gaining momentum, and I'm doing. But a it's lot uncomfortable better. to be here. It's yeah. very it's uncomfortable because and some of it's are well, super uncomfortable. And the other thing, uh, I'm sorry, Bonnie, go ahead. No, go ahead. You start. No, I'm switching gears a little bit, but it's related. So, there's a bit of the trigger that's grieving what was supposed to be. Yeah. Yes. Like music. I <laughs> literally drove by my ex-husband's new house today. And he was out there with his new wife and my kid and her kid. Now, let me be very clear. I don't have any kind of hang-ups about my ex-husband. I feel very solid about that. But there he is with this new life and my child and her child and, like, their, their family uniting it. And you can't help but think that's what it was supposed to be. But it, it wasn't. And it probably wasn't ever supposed to be but I, I don't get to have that with my biological child and his biological father no and I that's all it is it's it's biological child biological father it's not about family but technically he fam- doesn't get to have that either no. because that's not the biological so, but like mom. let yeah. me be clear family is separate family is a different definition but like the thing we started out to do which was that little American dream which was husband, wife, and biological child, and whatever that's going to be, was not going to be. And I didn't have that moment until I saw that happen today, and it made me feel very, not like anything but strange. That's the only word I can use to describe it. It just made me feel strange, a little surreal. Surreal. Okay, I had that too. My ex um, took his then-girlfriend to the beach and proposed mm-hmm. and she got a ring that was it looks like my ring it's fairly similar to the one that he gave me at the beach on a porch 
Like, and he made me think, do you know what? Do you, yeah, it yeah. just sort of made me go. You're living the same life I live. It was very You're living the same life I live. Yeah. That's what I kind of felt. It's, well, you it was like viewing you. Yeah. yeah like, like, just plugged in, just plugged in somebody plugged, new to yeah. the old, the old but like, scenario. Would my ex feel bad about the same situation if I, if my partner and I got married and were in whatever, like, who, who knows? But, like, I had that. Well, but that's a trigger because it is a trigger for like, oh wait, wasn't that supposed to be my life? Yeah, like, that's what I thought I was yeah. getting into. But it, but it's not about any kind of like, I don't know how to describe it. It's not any kind of like, it's not any kind of regret or like bad decision or it's just like, it's it just a an, brief it's a very odd. Was it like feeling. seeing a ghost? Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's exactly what it feels like. It's like yeah. seeing a ghost, and you're like, "Wait, yeah. is this reality?" And like, that is reality. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Because it was someone. I think that, and again, we may or may not have talked about this, but like, when you're not married to the person that you were married to, especially if you're not like friendly, which I'm, my ex husband and I are not particularly friendly I would not call our relationship that um it feels very bizarre it feels like a death but you don't necessarily like I think you grieve that person but I at this point in my life I feel like I didn't even really ever know him that's how I feel I feel like that's just a stranger the person that I thought yes that I married and so however the person I okay I saw my ex at an event with my daughter recently and at first I was looking to see if he made it and I saw this person walking down the stairs and was like and then I had to do a double take and realize oh that's that's my ex and I didn't even recognize him like to me I think the crazy part about mine is being seven years apart is I I look at him and I don't even physically recognize him as the person that I was married to. Yeah. Much less mentally or spiritually have any connection. Yeah. He's a, he he looks like a stranger to me. Yeah. Well, he really is. And he is every, a stranger to me. You change so much. Just, you know, every decision that you make, all you know, how you've chosen to live your life separately from that person, we've all changed from who oh, we yeah. were when we were married. So you he is a different person. He is not the person but that I thought, you married to. You know, if somebody had say said, "Is your ex in the crowd?" and I had just looked up, I probably would not have been able to you spot said, him. No, no, sir. And that is a crazy like to wrap my brain around that. I was married to this person for twenty yeah one year. No, yeah. No, it's it's a weird it's such feeling. An odd feeling. It's a weird feeling. That is strange. To just, Ghosts. to not feel. It's a weird feeling to not feel. Well, and that's I had why this, I, said, I had this conversation with a friend recently whose uh, ex-husband got remarried, and they're not on bad terms at all. They're very, very friendly. But she was like, I didn't really feel anything. Is that bad? And people people kept saying, do you feel anything? Well, like, this no. is nothing. But, like, at that point, like... I don't know. But is it any a difference when we want to get? If you're at a moment where you're ready to get divorced, I think you've got to be there anyway. Well, and my thing is, right? people always think, think so. that the opposite of love is hate. 
It's not. It's indifferent. It's indifferent. The op- opposite of love or hate is apathy. And yeah. that's all I yeah. feel. Yeah. I have now, no feeling. I had that's I how still, I feel. I still had feeling for my ex-husband after we divorced. No, that's no what, but I'm saying at the seven-year point, oh, yeah. I truly well, I, have. I, I didn't get all that. I didn't get seven years. Can no I say, feeling I feel fear. What? Well, I feel fear sometimes. You're, but you're not but, even two years out. But that's the only emotion I feel is fear and but and that but that stems from a lot of lack of trust with yeah, your relationship yeah, yeah. with and him. lots of lack of communication. Yeah. Well, and yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's hard if you don't have a partner who's willing to co-parent with communication. Yeah. With to not that's feel really hard lack to of trust. trust. Them, yeah. But I think as you move forward, I hope you will get to the point where I am like. I just see him and think, that's him. And I don't, it's not, I did get triggered by the message, but it was brief and it was like a boom, strike, and I was over it and I thought, okay. You know, at least I could see on the other side, well, he's communicating with her. He gave her money when she needed it and she he fulfilled what she needed him to fulfill and it has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. And that's a really good good place to be. On the opposite side of that, I have so much apathy and detachment. <laughs> you know, I don't know that I'm a good candidate for a relationship quite yet. I think I'm getting there. I'm just not quite. I am quite. I am for the very first time, possibly since I was a young child, very excited to be on my own. I'm loving my own company. And I don't think I have been here in quite a while. So I'm not quite well, ready I, to give that up. I'm almost to the point where I, I would like to say to a potential person, what exactly are you bringing to the table? <laughs> <laughs> what exactly? Lay it t- down. We talked about Lay it show me. We talked about this, Bonnie. In order for me to give up what I have right now, which is comfort in my house, this calm feeling that I have, peaceful peace in my house. How exactly are you gonna rock my world? Yeah. To make in me a good way. Up, in yeah. a good way. Do you know? To make me feel like I need to leave what I have built. Yeah. I have felt I have felt like I wanted I had that with the one person that was so deceitful with me. Mm-hmm. I felt like I would do, I would move and do anything and go I anywhere. Rocking. I truly, he rocked my world and he showed, you know, and I just really felt like we had just this wonderful connection that turned out to be very false. But I, at the time, I did not realize. So I just can't imagine someone else being able to come in, especially with me being much more wary now and being mm-hmm. able to do that. I mean, it's going to, I mean, God's going to have to place somebody right smack dab in the middle of my life over and over and over. <laughs> Just yeah. say, no, seriously, pay attention. Yeah. And, you and know, I, mean, I, I had to that. be artsy or creative in some and way. I had that feeling. That. Yeah. I had that feeling once. And then that got snuffed out. So I'm like, you know, it's, it would have to be pretty darn magical. Exactly. To exactly. rock me out of my existence now and my, what I like to do and how I like to go about my life I'm happy in a partnership but I don't change my life for it yeah like yes. anything and that that is great that's golden like, it's Are very different that's golden no it's look 
I know. <laughs> and we we give and take and like it's you know I I can have girlfriends over without people without anybody getting mad in my house about it or like I can go out or I can do my thing without anybody getting upset about it and and vice versa. Like we're it's it's really nice being in that kind of understanding relationship where you can both go well, do your own thing and then come back together. But that's and but that's the goal. Best friends yeah. who live together yeah. and love each other romantically. Because but, you have the respect of best friends. Yes. Mm-hmm. We have the respect of best friends, but I had never had that right in a romantic relationship. Obviously I've had that in my friendships. Yeah. And friends that I've lived with. But not in a romantic relationship. So this is different for me and it's very, very good. Yeah. So well that's yeah. Well, eventually I would like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, and that's I think we all three could agree. None of us need a man. We don't no. need no, at no, this no, no. point it's do I truly want, want someone and it would have to be a particular someone a part of my life. I mean, and that's just the way it is. Yep. And it took me a while to get there. I have to say, I will admit. Oh, it's taken me, how old am I? <laughs> that many years to get And I think it. we talked about that, too. You know, at first I was thinking, oh, I was so used to being married for 21 years. I need a partner. Now I'm like, why? <laughs> Give me a good reason. In the really same vein, it's talking about triggers and going back to our original topic and all of that. I think for the past couple of years, especially since my ex-husband passed away, I have tried to fill the empty space with something, with art shows, you know, going back to school, all of these things. I have just tried really hard to make sure there's no dead time in my life to be able to deal with anything. And my mother, and I'm not doing art shows for the spring, I want to get my kid married and stuff like that, but my mother was, because I kept saying, hey, I could go back to school and get this degree, or I can go back to school and get this degree, and she's like, would you just be? Mm-hmm. Don't do anything. And it's such, I'm struggling against that because mm-hmm. I feel like I need to be filling my space. And she's like, but you will. Just don't, don't, just quit trying to, quit trying to overwork and do so much. I was like, oh, come on, try that. Listen, I did that. I set this year out, this school year out, I said, I'm going to say no. Yeah. I'm not going to do anything but my jobs. Yeah. Nothing but my jobs and my kid and my partner and my friends. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying yes to anything outside of that. And I'm so happy. Yeah, well, we'll see. I have all if this, I start going like, crazy, I'll remind you know, me that I told you I would do hobby. this. Like, uh, theater is my work. And theater's my passion. Tennis is my hobby. Y'all, I'm playing more tennis lately. Like, I, I, am, I am just, like, I have the time in my schedule to say yes to, like, the... The things that make me happy the and like things the you. things that enrich, yes, yes, those things and not the have tos, yes. And so, I'm gonna keep that this year and see how that makes me feel, and then like go from there. But you know, anyway, well, good. you guys can have, yes, to. okay. So, yes. what are you guys doing this week to live the life you love? Okay, playing tennis tomorrow night, I have a match, and next weekend, so my a lot of my former students made a theater company and they are having some fundraisers to like start the beginning of the theater company and uh next weekend they're having a i think it's called halloween and singing at it so i'm doing that this weekend so that's that's fun yeah i think i heard that on the porch last night 
Is that I what I heard y'all singing it. on the porch no, last night? No, we had an Adams Family sing through because my friend wanted to. Okay, we just, that's fun. We, I'm sorry, <laughs> theater, we're weird. We're so strange. Theater people are very I weird. I love it. So we just like read the script and sang through the Adams Family because we felt like For it no was going to be fun. No, oh, that's no fun. Purpose. Okay, yeah. well, that's all right. I love that. <laughs> well, we were very entertained. We heard Yes. yes. <laughs> I love being surrounded by weirdness. It just makes me feel so at home. <laughs> what about you? I have nothing planned, and that's on purpose, unless we decide to do something this weekend. But I'm just trying to do a down time. I'm trying to get back on my sleep stuff. Good. So that is my goal for this week. Okay, well, I have my oldest is coming home for the weekend. Oh, that's so I'm fun. excited he'll be here, and I probably won't see him much. He said, you'll see me, Mama. I'm spending the night at your house. But that means they've got every, they've probably got every minute planned. Mm-hmm. So I'll see him as he walks in to go to sleep and walks out the next day. <laughs> but that's okay. Although I'm going to enjoy having him here. And um, wrapped up my last art show. Have not applied for any in the spring. So the next one I can be in is probably from a year from now. And that's like I looked at Beth today and said, maybe I should sign up for one. <laughs> No, trying, trying not As to do it. As we're trying to get the yeah. huge piece in the car that won't fit in. Her. <laughs> yeah, so trying to get all well, this car. Yeah, so I just, um, so I, I'm really kind of looking forward to just sort of spending a year of, not really no, but sort of a year of me. Yeah. You know, the back to Beth. I'm gonna do back to Bonnie. I'm gonna, you know, work on health and house. And just all of the things. I'm just gonna. That's try how I and, feel too. Yeah, just try and get yeah. every. Just try and just really recenter myself and um, enjoy my art let it grow as I was talking to another artist at the show it's like I just need some time to fail yeah because when you my art my art is changing which means I don't need to be trying to prepare things for art shows I need to get in there and create some really crappy art as I figure out how it's changing so it can become really beautiful art and I don't haven't felt like I really had time to fail in the studio because failure leads to success. Yeah. So I just need that failure time. I need to start yeah. failing faster. You know what I mean? But I haven't really felt like I had the space to do that mm-hmm. with shows pressing on me. So I'm kind of excited about failing. Yeah. <laughs> fun? No, I, so. I completely understand what you're saying, though. So. Well, all right. Well, all right. Ladies, there you go. Yeah. Have a all great right. week. Yep, Cheers. Thank y'all for joining us for Champagne Sunday. See you next week, girl. See you next week. Cheers. Have a good week. Cheers. Cheers.